It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 311 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Ethereals. It is June 11, 2021, and this is Jen. And I'm going to start off with my week in gaming because I had time to play video games the other day. Things have been really busy for me with work stuff and other stuff I'm doing with my blog, and I finally had time to play video games. So there's a couple more Diablo 3 videos that I put up as a podcast episode. They will eventually go to YouTube. I am at this moment playing, a, well, not at this exact moment, but, you know, recently, um, I'm playing a barbarian in softcore because I had concerns that hardcore would kill me because I felt like I was experiencing some glitches in any case. Um, so I finished up through chapter three of the season journey. I've got a big chunk of, well, I don't have a big chunk of chapter four. I got some of chapter four done. I know I've got some stuff done ahead of that. And my, my main goal right now is just to get the little dragon pet because every time that pet has been offered as a reward for finishing through chapter four of the season journey i've had situations in real life that prevented me from playing long enough to get it and i really want this pet so i'm going to be playing some more diablo 3 a little bit later on i've also got a couple more videos from the diablo immortal closed alpha which i haven't posted yet and I will uh, as soon as I can. That's about that's about it for me as far as video game play related to Diablo games. Uh, the other thing I did was I got my second COVID shot yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, and I'm fine so far. So good for me, I suppose. I know it hits some people really hard, the second one. I don't think having it hit very hard has anything to do with which one you get. It just seems to be a thing. So... I'm okay. Um, I guess this is one advantage of having chronic illnesses that make you exhausted anyway. You don't notice the difference when the vaccine does it. Moving on, the Diablo account has been asking for art. And on June 7th, they posted a tweet that said, This month, let's see your creations of our sworn enemies, the angels. Tag your creations with hashtag Diablo fan art. A A chosen few will be featured at the end of the month. And they have featured a drawing it looks like it could be computer drawing of Tyrael. it's from instagram from someone named at dune dunian cosplay oh that's a cosplay maybe wow it's really good and so that was an example that was given and people did tweet out their art about angels and most of them are Tyrael, if not all of them and someone named nate shows a picture and says, this is the side of my PC case I made just for the D3 launch. And they painted Tyrael onto the side of their PC case. And the Diablo account responded, And does your computer run with an assured sense of justice now? And I think that's hysterical. So I had to read that off to you. Someone else has a, uh, a GIF that they posted. And there's a couple of people who have, like, really big tattoos of Tyrael all across their arm. Like, there's at least two people that posted that. 
and the tattoos look really good. But yeah, they both went and got that, and it's like, I think the two people that posted that, it's pretty much from the same angle of Tyrael, done by probably different uh, artists. So for the first one that showed a tat, Diablo account says, an excellent ink of a loathed enemy. And for the second one says, the detail on our sworn enemy is glorious. And it just goes from here uh, with a few more. There's another person who has a different tattoo of Tyrael across their arm. And it is one of the ones you've seen where it's like you're looking straight at Tyrael and he's holding the sword in both hands. It's that kind of... Uh, design on that one. It's another tattoo, and it never occurred to me that people would be posting their tattoos of of uh, Tyrael, specifically. There are no other angels in Diablo 3 that are represented in this little piece of Twitter that I can see, so it's there, and some of them are going to be chosen at the end of the month, and I'm not really 100% certain what happens other than, you know, hooray, we like your art. But the Diablo account has done this before, because uh, also on June 7th, they uh, previously previous to June 7th, they asked for um, art of the demons. And they wrote, they collected up the stuff that they liked the best. So the Diablo account on June 7th wrote, Evil is pleased. Gaze upon some of the Dark Lord's favorite submissions from May's hashtag Diablo art challenge. So I'm thinking maybe this is going to be a thing that they're going to kind of keep doing this sort of stuff to highlight the work of the community. And I love it when video games really encourage the community to get involved in a way that is kind to them. They have selected, looks like five pieces of art. One of them is clearly Lilith and there's some others in there and they have tagged everybody on Twitter or Instagram that posted the art with their name based on their account name. So, you know, the Twitter one is underneath the Lilith one and one of them has an Instagram account instead and all of that. And I think that's kind of cool because it gives credit to the artist without making it easy for someone to just steal the art. Because the it's two panels here and you've got Lilith and two other demons underneath photos or drawings of it. Uh, the Lilith one looks like a painting to me. Uh, there's another one that looks like a pencil drawing. Another one that looks like it might be digital art. And then on the other side, there are two boxes and one of them looks like line art that could could be digital or maybe not and there's uh, one that's very red and dark that I think might be digital art and it would be like I'm an artist I have a background in art I have a master or not a master's a bachelor's of science in art education and I know how hard it is to make these kinds of things and I know how easy it is for people to steal art off the internet so I'm glad that the Diablo account is posting it in such a way as to make it really difficult for someone to steal so that's pretty good. But the art is really good. And again, as I always say, everything I talk about will be posted in the show notes on ShatteredSoulStone.com so you can check it all out for yourself. So one of the big things that happened since the last show is there's going to be a PTR. Public Test Realm Patch 2.7.1 is uh, coming soon, according to the tweet that Diablo posted. Now, if you look at the information about this, uh, there is, of course, a blog post. It's a preview blog. And it says that there's going to be a two-week PTR testing period for the 2.7.1 update that is going to begin on June 17th. I'm recording this on June 11th, so I really need to get going in Diablo 3, I suppose, because I think it's probably not going to last much longer considering that there's a PTR coming out. So they're asking for help, obviously, as they do with all the PTR 
patches and things like that. Um, so what they want is, here's a few details that they want you to focus on if you're going to take part in the PTR. I've done it sometimes. I don't think I'll be doing it this time because I'm kind of far behind in Diablo 3. And also I just had a COVID shot and I'm tired. You know, <laughs> I don't think I can give good feedback when I'm tired. But this is what they want those of you that choose to join the PTR to do. They wrote that there'll be three PTR unique buffs active to help you on your journey. One is increased legendary drop rate. Another is increased experience gains. And another is double blood shards drop. You can also buy new gear for testing from the special PTR vendor whose name is Jank Meme. D-J-A-N-K-M-I apostrophe E-M. Looks like a giant Kazra, which is pretty interesting. And uh, he will exchange blood shards for class-specific bags full of legendary items and ethereals that the Diablo team would love for you to test. There's also going to be class and balance changes. This description says to ensure that the most significant class changes receive an ample amount of attention, we'd love for you to focus testing and feedback on the set changes to the Monk's Inna's Mantra set. Crusaders Aegis of Valor set and the Necromancers Masquerade of the Burning Carnival set. So if you're going to do it, they would like you to try one of those three. New season theme setting. This is described as we're looking to gather feedback on the seasonal theme content featuring ethereals. And of course they want your feedback and here's where to post it and all that other good stuff. Again, I'll link this into the show notes at Shattered Soulstone. So here's some tips of also what they want if you're a newcomer to this or if you're played a PTR before. Um, they want, you know, people to pick a particular portion of this PTR update to focus on testing. For example, if you're primarily a wizard player, consider what changes impact the wizard specifically, what you like best, what you think may still need adjustment, and what you'd want to see in the future, even if that may be beyond the scope of this patch. All are good questions to ask yourself. They said, prior to the start of PTR, consider stocking up on items like puzzle rings and bovine bardiches. Having these available after you import your character can make any necessary PTR farming much faster. They want you to try to break things and tell them when you break it and what happened so they can make that better and fix it before it goes live. When providing feedback, focus less on a solution and more on your experience. How did the changes make you feel? Was there something off that you noticed? Did something seem wrong or insufficient? This sort of thing and i think you know it, it they didn't mention the wizard where they said specifically we'd really like you to you know try the monk or the crusader or the necromancer and this specific set for that one but if you if all you play is a wizard and that's your thing then maybe that's the thing you should test so that kind of leaves it open so here's some description about seasons and it says it's got some hints about season 24 that are going on and a description about ethereals now the developer's note on this which i'll, I'll read that part to you says diablo 2 left us with fond memories when it released more than 20 years ago and with diablo 2 resurrected coming soon we'd like to introduce a feature to honor that legacy for this seasonal theme our inspiration took shape by reimagining how ethereal items could manifest in diablo 3 in season 24 ethereals are rare powerful and fleeting items with 21 iconic weapons from diablo 2 making a return so that sounds kind of exciting because you know you can get Diablo 2 stuff and Diablo 3. And so the Season 24 is going to introduce the Ethereals, a new weapon type that players will be able to acquire and hunt for in their upcoming seasonal journey. Ethereals will roll a powerful set of affixes, a random 
class weapon legendary power and a random class passive power. Ethereals will have unique icons, names, item types, and sounds originally found in Diablo 2. For additional details on this, you can check there's a whole list of stuff below. Uh, only one ethereal can be equipped at a time, so you can't just deck out your character with every ethereal you found. You gotta pick one at a time. Ethereals are account bound and can only be dropped by monsters, chest, and destructibles, but do not require your character to be level 70 to drop. That's pretty cool. You could get an ethereal maybe right on day one as you're leveling up. That might be really neat. Ethereals cannot be acquired through Kanai's Cube or from Kadala. So if you're looking to try to get an ethereal from either of those sources, don't bother. It's not going to happen. Ethereal rarity drop rate is set between ancient and primal items. There are three unique ethereals per class. So whatever class you're playing is going to have uniqueness to it as, a, as compared to if you shifted to a different class during the season. Each ethereal has fixed affixes. I already read that part. Um, ethereals ignore item durability loss, which is fantastic. So you're not going to have to worry about those like wearing out and you having to pay gold to one of the vendors to repair it. Or to the blacksmith to repair it. You can do it too. And legendary powers and class pa passive skills rolled on ethereals do not stack with the same power equipped through Kanai's cube items or skills. Ethereals cannot be enchanted, transmogrified, dyed, reforged, or traded. They can be augmented. Collecting all 21 ethereals during season 24 will reward players with the feat of strength ethereal re recollection. Players who accomplish this will have all Ethereal Transmogrify options available for future seasonal and non-seasonal play. That's really awesome. Now I kind of want to go and, you know, Pokemon it and catch them all. You know what I mean? Because that just sounds like fun. Ethereals will only drop in seasonal play and will not transfer to your non-seasonal character when the season ends. But if you get them all, you can have a Transmog of them. So you can still kind of use at least what they looked like. And there's going to be two unique seasonal rewards. A portrait frame and a pet will be granted to players who complete the Season four, 24 Guardian Journey. And that reward will not be available during the PTR, of course. So there's that. There's a ton more details in this about um, the different, uh, different ways to do this. Like here's some stuff about the monk. And here's some stuff about how to participate in the PTR. How to copy your character. I did this... Like, not the last PTR, maybe the one before that. And I could get as far as, okay, here's your character. It's been copied over, and uh, here you go. And I could just never get in for some reason. I don't know what it was, um, but there's descriptions on here, so I could theoretically try again if I wanted to. And any of you interested in getting into the PTR could do that as well. We have a blue note which means it is on the official Diablo forum somewhere, and it is written by a community manager, and the text is in blue. This one is from Pez Radar, and he wrote this on June 11th today. We expect Diablo 2 Classic to have some downtime around 3 p.m. PT this afternoon, and will continue until we are fully finished with the reset, which we expect will take a couple of hours. Now, last show I talked about there was going to be a final ladder reset. I think it was in D2, so um, that might be what he's referring to. So there's that. If you're playing D2, that's something to look out for. And then there's this from Blizzard itself. And it's about the Battle.net, I want to say app, 
That's not quite right. And they, they're calling this a, a welcome to a new global battle net. So here's what you need to know about this. Starting today, friends lists from different territories will be merged into one. So you'll no longer need to switch regions in Battle.net to talk to your buddies on the other side of the planet. Quote, as global Battle.net rolls out, players around the world will be able to come together all across the larger Blizzard ecosystem without any hurdles for the first time ever, says Diana Hubbard, platform design manager. In doing so, they will be able to effortlessly expand their friendships, groups, and communities. That's a little bombastic, <laughs> but okay. Um, paving the way for forgiving for forging new bonds over our present and future epic gaming experiences. This is just the first step, and it will only get better from here, end quote. Uh, to accent this new era of global gaming and social connectivity on Battle.net, they have also updated their logo, and you can see a logo on this, um, this blog post. And there's a couple other quotes from people in here, but basically that's the idea. You can now, like, play with people that are on different servers for lack of a better term that are in like like I'm in the United States and if I wanted to play a Blizzard game with a friend who's in Australia on the Australian servers this sounds like something we could do theoretically you know there's a time zone thing but you know it could work <laughs> that kind of thing so that's kind of neat that's kind of neat and I'm kind of wondering like how would this work like in I can see it working in Diablo 3 because you can, there's a limited amount of people you can get in a group. You can have four people in a group, and it doesn't matter where they're from necessarily if they're on at the same time you are. But, like, how does this work for, say, World of Warcraft or World of Warcraft Classic if you're raiding something in there and you have people on different servers? Like, is there, you know, but you could be together. Like, is this going to offset people's, like, raid groups and stuff? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't do any of that, but it's interesting to think about. I do like the idea that they're opening up this whole thing a bit farther. They haven't ever done this before, as it kind of mentions in here. And it's apparently more things are coming in this direction. So we'll just see. I don't know that I'm going to immediately try to do something like this because I have a limited amount of time I can play for reasons. And I tend to play at weird hours and I tend to record my gameplay. So if I'm recording... Anything that's, you know, a, a game. If I'm recording a gameplay, a game I'm playing for the purpose of sticking it on the internet somewhere, I don't really want to include other people in it because it feels weird to me. Other people will record their whole raid with all of their team, um, but it's just not me. So we'll see. I mean, are you going to use this? Do you have friends that are like across the globe somewhere that you want to play Diablo and other stuff with? I don't know. It might be, might be beneficial to some. There is a new episode of Hearthstone to Hell that has been released on June 7th. It is episode 26, 26th, 26, and uh, this one, Shazam talks about all the Diablo news and the Burning Crusade launch this past week, so you can check that out. There is an article on Max Roll, who always has such great stuff, and it's about legendary potions. It's written by Wujio. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It looks like it was published on June 9th. So if you play Diablo 3, you can run into and end up picking up these legendary potions, and they're different colors, and they're different little bottles, and it's very different looking than the standard or, you know, automatic little bottle of health that you get you know so it's the article is basically talking about okay what are these things 
what do they do? And there's specific, if you want to just look up like, hey, I got this one potion. What does it do? You could come to this article and take a look at it. Like the bottomless potion of Kool-Aid has a description. Yes, it's K-U-L-L-E dash A-I-D, of course, because this is Diablo 3. And uh, this one's described as overall the most impactful potion in the game. It fits into almost any build and helps you to destroy walls spawned by elite enemies. It goes on for there. It's used for mostly pushing builds especially range DPS and supports. And there's a description of every single one of these. So if you've got one that you haven't used because you don't know what it does, you can check it out on MaxRoll and find out. The Diablo Immortal account posted a little 48-second video on Twitter called The Story of the World Stone. And it's got some really nice art. And I think I'm pretty sure there was audio in it. I'm not going to try to play that right now. And it's described as long before it shattered, the world stone caused strife, war, and madness. And I feel like it's a little tiny mini history of the Diablo series and like how Sanctuary was created and all the stuff connected to it. So if you've got people that are going to be brand new to this game when it launches and they don't know anything about the series or the lore or the books or any of that kind of stuff, at least this little video gives them kind of an idea to start with. If they care at all about lore, they can find more stuff, but if they don't, this will do, you know? And the Diablo account tweeted about the weekly challenge rift for uh, the Americas on June 8th, and this one is uh, a wizard one, and the the Rift Guardian is the Crusader King, and when they when they put the Crusade the Wizard, they have a little emoji of the Wizard on their Twitter uh, tweet, and uh, for the Crusader King, there's a little skull, and uh, it's it's typical, you know, you get to see like what set the in this case Wizard is wearing that you will be using if you take on this challenge rift, and then like their skills and and all of that. Just typically, um, it doesn't show you a play by play of how to go through the rift for max effectiveness i suppose but there's probably videos out there for people that want to see that before they jump into this one pure diablo has a guide basically like a strategy thing about the new sorceress um and i'm gonna click on that a little bit more to get some more information about it it's called diablo 2 sorceress starter guide dash blizzball or meteorb and there's a picture here of the sorceress and some skills or spells next to her there's a long, long table of contents at the top of this, so you can just kind of click through. But basically, it's different builds. What builds should you use? The short version of the guide. And there's a little bits of things. It's an explanation of what the Blizzball is, Meteorb. There's a ton of gear recommendations, what to do with the stat points, all of this kind of stuff. If that's your thing, you might want to read this over because it looks like it's got everything you could possibly need, and you could just sort of like plug that in as you go if it sounds good to you and it might it might be very good because it's it's really detailed and it sounds like they know what they're talking about and i have one last thing as you may remember in a previous episode there was an artist that had i don't remember if he was using the lilith statue or a photo i think it was a photo of the lilith statue and as you may recall that statue holds like a giant demon head right 
But instead, he'd replaced the demon head with cats. So there were four pictures of Lilith holding cats. Like the first one was Garfield, and then there were a few other very large, fat cats just stuck on there, you know, kind of photoshopped in in a way that looks like she's holding them based on the way her arms are in the, as, the, as the statue. And it was just kind of funny, you know, because the cats looked like a little unsure of themselves right there, you know. And so um, Heather, who follows the Shattered Soulstone account and posts a lot of art from different places, and different people always naming the artists so good for you that's how you do it and she posted a photo of her Lilith statue and she's removed the demon skull from Lilith and instead has placed this little it looks like it's a little keychain thing but it looks like a little Lilith that kind of looks like a little sort of anime kind of thing and she's called it Lilith holding Lilith which I think is really cute and uh, an interesting way to end the show, I suppose. So hopefully this show supplied you with a bunch of stuff you may want to go check out, especially if you're going to get into the PTR and if you're uh, involved in D2 and you're waiting on the ladder reset or whatever that's going to be. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of Diablo content out there for people to go mess around with, and I hope you have time to do that. And I'm going to try to have time to do that sometime later tonight. So with that, I'm going to end the show. You have been listening to episode 311 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as at The Shattered Soulstone. Stone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. Thank you for listening. <laughs>